Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in chapter 4, verse 11 now. Paul writes to Timothy, command and teach these things. Don't let anyone despise your youth, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Remember, this was not a tuck everlasting scenario. Timothy did in fact age. He was a really young, he was a young teenager when Paul first met him in Acts chapter 16. That's part of what makes his, uh, his willing sacrifice so, uh, so remarkable that he'd be willing to undergo circumcision when he's grown. Uh, but then he does age. He's in fact around my age or a little bit younger by the time he's receiving this letter. And he's, by the time he's the, the pastor of the church at Ephesus. And that can be an issue for some. That can be an issue. I mean, I get it. Here's the cool thing about expository preaching and teaching. It makes my age totally irrelevant. It makes my age totally irrelevant. Um, when I started off, I, I was ordained at, I was, I was ordained at 24 years old. And um, I had, I was you know, completing seminary at the time and I wasn't done yet. So I wasn't even fully trained with like the standard basic Master of Divinity, the MDiv degree that a pastor gets. Not that you need one to be a pastor, but that's sort of the standard, the standard degree, because um, it trains you in trains you in uh, in Greek, trains you in Hebrew, and uh, teaches you some of the fundamentals of how this thing goes. And I was 24 years old, and I was still being trained, and I had no experience really. And then I, I got the first chance to preach for the corporate worship service, and I remember thinking like, I I can't speak authoritatively at all on any of this stuff. Like I was. At that point, I was a newlywed. I'd only been married a year, and um, when I was when I was 24, my wife was pregnant. You know, I hadn't raised a kid yet. I still haven't fully raised a kid. I'm still doing that now, and I'm I'm how old am I? 30 something. <laughs> uh, like I felt ill qualified, and it was because I had nothing to offer from my own experience. You know, at 24 years old, uh, I mean, you know, for crying out loud, I was only six years out of high school. I was only two years out of my bachelor's degree, and I'd, I hadn't lived much life yet. I was a newlywed. I certainly couldn't give marital advice. <laughs> How stupid would that be? Like, I could just regurgitate what I'd read, but I couldn't give parenting advice. You know, my youngest was still a fetus, <laughs> you know, and, and I, my oldest was still just in, in development in the womb at the time. I had nothing to offer. And, uh, and then, I, then I opened this Bible right here. And then suddenly my inexperience amounts to nothing. As long as I say what this says, suddenly the voice in the room is the oldest in the room. The Ancient of Days speaks to the 24-year-old. And as long as he stays true to the original intent of this text, it doesn't matter how old he is. And the same is true when I'm an old geezer, okay? When I'm still like, when I'm still insisting on preaching at like 92 years old, you guys gotta tell me like, okay, Pastor Jesse, it's time it's time to put you out to pastor, okay? <laughs> like it's time to stop preaching uh, because you just preached half that sermon in Spanish. <laughs> like you gotta tell me, you gotta tell me like uh, when, when I'm, I'm uh, doing cuckoo things. But as long as I'm still coherent, <laughs> it also won't matter how old I am then. It didn't matter when I was 24 and I was preaching the word of God and it won't matter when I'm in my 80s if I'm still preaching the word of God. As long as I'm true to what the text says, and you can understand me, the Holy Spirit can use me because my age becomes irrelevant when I preach the word of God. Timothy, don't let people despise your youth. It comes on the, it comes on the heels of command and teach these things. 
So as a pastor, you do exercise authority, but you have only as much authority as people submit to it. That's, that's the extent of your authority. As a pastor, I don't have like recourse. I'm not some sort of dictator and despot in an imaginary kingdom, putting a birthday hat on my head and telling people to build sandcastles. <laughs> like I don't have any recourse. If I ask you to do something, you say no. Like the majority of the work in a church is done by volunteer teams. That's how we grow and how, we, how it works. Uh, but if somebody says no, or somebody just bails on me or just flakes out or whatever, I have zero recourse. But you teach these things, you command these things, you set this direction for the church, command and teach these things, and people will decide whether or not they follow you. And uh, Timothy was younger than everybody, but he's being called to set a course, plot a direction, command and teach these things, and don't let anyone look down on you because of your youth. How the NIV renders it. Don't let anyone despise your youth. That's how the CSB renders it. It's true. Like, what a stupid thing to despise about someone. I hate the fact that you're young. I've gotten that before. I've gotten that before. I seriously have come upon that before, <laughs> more frequently than you might think, and even more recently than you might than you might realize. Uh, what a stupid thing to hate about someone because you can't help it. Timothy can't help it. Here's what I've said to everyone over the years. I'm probably going to get fewer and fewer of these in the next couple of years because I'm about to hit, and uh, about four years I'm going to hit the big 4-0. But I'm working on my age as fast as I can. That's always been my line. <laughs> and you feel free to take that and use that, all right? If you're, if you're a young buck and you're in ministry, use that, all right? And don't even give me credit for it. I'm working on my age as fast as I can. And, and it ch tends to change once a year. Don't let anybody despise your youth. What a stupid thing for people to despise anyway, because you have zero control over the date upon which you were forcibly expelled from your mother's uterus. You didn't make that decision. You just found yourself thrust into existence in the world, all right? You don't, uh, what a stupid thing to hate about somebody. So don't let anybody despise your youth. But instead, you set an example in your speech, right? In the way that you speak, you speak the words of God. In your conduct, the way that you live your life, in your love, you just love people. Love, 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 love. In your faith, no matter what fires come your way, you and your family always emerge with your faith intact. As long as it's tested, it comes out the other side shinier each time, further refined in each trial, each difficulty. In your purity, you set an example for people. You lead a life with integrity. Yeah, but Jesse, what do you do then when you've messed up? Ask me how I know. Like I've stumbled, I've, I've messed up with alcohol, for example. So I confessed it to my elders right away. I didn't confess it as thoroughly as I should have, but I confessed it. I didn't know all the details, but I should have known those details. You know, I confessed it and then I've walked in repentance. Repent from my sin when I sin. And so it becomes an isolated incident, not a recurring pattern of behavior spanning several years. It's, that's how you sin, but still can be restored in your purity. And the same, this is often applied in a sexual sense. So the same could be true of somebody who sins sexually. Right? If it's an isolated one-time incident, you confess it and you establish accountability and you walk in repentance. And then if you are unable to set an example for the believers in your speech, in your conduct, in your love for people, your faith, if your faith is being rocked. If you're, I've seen this before, pastors who secretly don't believe in God, but they don't have any other way to provide for their family. Um, if, if your purity is compromised, and it's not just a one-time incident that you can establish accountability for and repent from. It's, a, it's an ongoing pattern of behavior and you lack repentance in that regard. Then, yeah, man, uh, it's time to come up with another way to provide for your family. 
it's time to be it's time to come up with another way to, to pay the bills and let the Lord restore you and then come back and serve in some capacity after you've walked in repentance, you've got accountability and you're able to live in victory over whatever it is that compromised your sin. God may call you back into ministry. We'll get back, we'll, we'll get to that, that, that later. Not everybody can be fully restored to be a pastor. Maybe it's not best for everybody who does fall to be restored to a pastor, but man, praise God, it does happen all the time and it ought to. If you're restored, you're restored. If you're forgiven, you're forgiven. I mean, unless you disqualify yourself on the basis of something familial see the the qualifications for a pastor in in first timothy chapter 3 and in titus chapter 1 then by all means you know repent and be restored but if you're unable to do these things then man uh, reach out you can reach out to me by the way if you're a pastor and you're watching this and you feel like i'm not able to set an example for the believers uh speech is obvious because everybody hears you speak your conduct is as obvious as you are transparent your faith all right, you know that better than anybody. Your love, that's gonna be pretty self-evident. But then in your purity, if you've compromised your purity in some way that you need to resign, you need to, be, you need to have the integrity to at least come forward and say, I have disqualified myself. I need to step away from the ministry. Uh, then you can reach out to me. I can teach you real estate. Okay, so reach out and contact me. I can give you the skills that you need so that you don't have to worry about finances clouding your ability to walk with integrity. Because I know that you hate it. If you're this guy who's unable to unable to set an example this way, then uh, it's time to resign and be restored, you know, in repentance before the Lord. So if that's you, uh, what I can offer you is, you know, skills in real estate to be able to help provide for your family. So reach out to me.